You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Boy, I'm Michael. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. And today, I'm excited. I have a fellow crusader that's a, a creator force to be reckoned with. He is a game creator. He is an author, a content creator, a YouTuber, movie reviewer, TV. I mean, my man wears many hats. Music man, he does it all. But today, we're going to talk about one of his series, the new book, out, Lucifer, Soldier, Serpent, and Sin and a whole lot more. Very proud to introduce my homie, the one, the only, the legend, David Taylor the second. Woo! How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Ah, thanks for coming through, my brother. I, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking about what you're doing, because I know you've been a busy, busy man, man. One of the Hardest working men in the business, and y'all don't even know. Y'all need to need to understand and, and look into what this man be doing for real. You know, and I'm very proud that he is a crusader and that I that I know him and have worked with him. You know, for for a couple of years now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but so amazing. So my brother, since the last time you've been on, start talking, my brother. How you been? And and, and what's popping in the Taylorverse? What's popping in the Taylorverse is I finally have my interlude book out, and that's Lucifer, Soldier, Serpents, and Skin, Sin, Too Many Wings. Too Many Wings is about, it picks up right after the end of the original novel, which is Soldier, Serpents, and Sin, A Clash of Lightning and Thunder. And the basic idea behind it is what would you do if the soldiers you recruited for your war don't want to go home. Hmm? and so They don't want to go home. Don't want to go home. So, so all kinds of stuff ensue. There are multiple themes in this book series. Uh, one of them is the reality of death okay. that the angels had known before. Another of it is the reality of choice because they're shook. So in this book, you have your returning characters. You have the four archangels known as Archwizdors. You have Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, and Raphael. You have two gladiator twins that are point of view characters that, you know, kind of let you know if you're new to the world, everything that's going on. And the whole genesis of this idea was that I was fascinated as to how could you live, excuse me, how could you live in paradise and give it up? How could you be a celestial yeah, being? Yeah, I am not giving paradise up. If I have peace of mind, which is what <laughs> we're all after, I mean, mm-hmm. could you imagine a, a social media-less world that we want to live in you know, without the bullshit, though? Oh, my God, I would love it. <laughs> Even David, <laughs> that look right there, you looking into the clouds kind of yeah, momentarily yeah. says it all, right? <laughs> So I have the the larger themes going on, but I also have oh. some very personal themes because the relationship between Lucifer and Michael is oh. at the core of what we're doing. Because what yeah. do you do if your best friend turns against everything you both believed in for so long? See, this stuff is real. 
the fiction, the setting might be epic fantasy. It's the, the emotions are real. So is it that they turn against or just that they rub against just how, you, you know, you reach the point in the idea where you guys split. So is it really, you know, isn't it just count, counter ideas that maybe could be solved peacefully? Or in, or in this family, it just can't happen that way. No, in this situation, Lucifer believes, believes that he could run heaven better. <laughs> and what he does is he convinces a lot of his fellow brethren to, uh, what up, Dems, to follow him. And what fascinates me is how, what do you do if you're the coolest of the cool kids and all of a sudden you do something so something so bad you get kicked out and you lose all your privileges how did you talk people into following you what did you say and how could you be disgruntled and the reason that fascinates me is because it happens on plain celestial and it happens on earth mm. and that's what i'm saying it's completely relatable even though it's an epic fantasy setting about making your choices and about the consequences and about was your perspective right and what you have to live with afterward and a whole bunch of stuff. So it's it's quite involved, but I'm very proud of it. Oh my God. I believe we have a trailer, right? For, that's the trailer for the book, right? Did you send me? Yeah, yeah, uh, you got that. Uh, you know what? We're gonna have to show that because you, you know, you, you're enticing me here. <laughs> uh, you, you're killing me, Dave. You're killing me for real, brother. There's a type of stuff that, that that's epic, you know. So we're gonna get into more story, but first, folks, check out this amazing trailer. Lucifer, soldiers, serpents, and sin. Book one: A Clash of Lightning and Thunder. During his first one thousand years of life in the realm. Lucifer becomes an authentic superstar. All of his fellow brethren adore him and the passionate way he leads worship. His best friend, Michael, has been cheering him on since literally lifting him out of his creation cocoon. And then it happens. An unexpected rift between Lucifer and Michael inaugurates Lucifer onto the path of rebellion. While smiling at his best friend every day, Lucifer begins to amass custom-designed weapons and map out the weak points in the realm. He uses that his honey-coated tongue to persuade some of the brethren to join his loyalist army, even as other brethren sense that all is not right. The pressure mounts toward the impending clash of lightning and thunder. Lucifer prepares to unleash something the brethren had never seen. His rebellion will change every single creature in the realm forever. Lucifer, Soldiers, Serpents, and Sin. Book 1, A Clash of Lightning and Thunder. Available now on Amazon. Yeah, man. Holy, yeah, man. holy smokes, bro. Mm -hmm. Dope yeah. video, dope imagery. Talk to me about that art, though. I need to know who did that art. That was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. That art was a combination of the original matte painting and then some additions that I put on and some additions the publisher put on to get the Ooh, final nice. picture. Because everything on that cover is significant because the tattoos and the markings are part of the story. 
the color of the wings, every single thing, because I write with extreme detail. So everything in that picture factors in in the book. Now, one of those last images, remember the completely dark angel with the light blue eyes? Yes, yes. There's yes. a class of angels called the Zoroisim. They're jet black with blue and purple eyes. They guard the treasury. The treasuries in heaven disappear every day and teleport to another location so you never know where the money is. Oh, what? So, what? yeah, so Lucifer finds That's gangsta. <laughs> the, right. Lucifer finds a way to track that down. And what? He, he so, wait a minute. Are you telling me this is like an Ocean's Eleven with Lucifer? <laughs> <laughs> Tracking the money down, making big promises Love to it. people if they follow him because he really believes. And so, I explain in subsequent books about what actually happens between him and Michael in terms of, because they were friends for millennia. Angels are born, they come out of something called creation cocoons. Okay. So Michael is the first one to talk for how to fly. So they go way back, they have a deep friendship. And so I'm examining the theme of what would make your best friend turn on you like that. Okay. So yeah, so, so all the details on the covers are important and in every part of the series, all of the details are rel relevant. Like in the new book, in the Too Many Wings book, there's some payoff in that book from what happened in the first book. And I'm setting up some stuff that's coming in the next novel. So you got to read it all, man. got to read it all. <laughs> so this baby is available now. How many pages is this bad boy? And how long was the project, you know, building for you to get this one baby out? First novel is over 300 pages. The interlude book is about 150 pages, so about half. Okay. Uh, in terms of how long it took, uh, it was it was over a year. It started off as a short story, and I just kept writing and writing and writing, and it grew to a novel in the story world. The okay. image that struck me was this right here. I thought about what would happen the first time the devil saw himself in a reflected surface. The name Lucifer means light bearer, a bearer of light. So what do you do if at one point in your existence, you are this popular, you know, full of light, uh, attractive, beautiful angel, and everybody loved you, and then you messed up and got kicked out. Then you looked over into a pond and you saw this twisted, ugly, gnarly, horned beast dragon thing. And that image fascinated me. So when I just started writing from that point, like, you know, what, you know, what does that do to you? And so by the time this series is over, it's got so many twists and turns. You're not going to believe where it's going. You're not going to believe what's going to happen. You're making me very sympathetic to the villain, as we all no. normally are, because you look at he's ugly, he was beautiful, he's ugly, the pain, <laughs> we got to fight. I mean, bro, you got me almost ruined for Lucifer here. <laughs> Every, everybody says that to me. It's like, is the devil a hero? It's like, nope, because one of, <laughs> one of the themes is the high price of sin. Oh, one of the themes wow. is this is what it costs you. And so he just doesn't want to accept it. And once again, it's reflective of how we think. Sometimes we make choices and we see it one way, but then later on when we see the cost, we're like, like one of my favorite examples is always like um, people that mark their lives with infamy. Like you get known for something, but what you don't realize in the moment is that you have carved out your place in history. Yeah. When people talk about you a hundred years from now, 
is going to be because of that thing. And if it's negative, it's like they're throwing dirt in your name after death. And how horrible is that? You could cure cancer. You could be the first person on Mars and they still going to bring up that thing you did 20 years <laughs> ago because oh, you, yeah. <laughs> you set your place in history. That's how intense it I is. You, so, yeah. I hear you. It's like Amber Heard would never out, you know, outlive what she did on that bedroom that day. That's it, you know? I can't see her. I can't see her any other way but that now. <laughs> well, you ain't coming to my house. We got manners in my house. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, and not even the guest house. You know what I mean? Shit. No, the outhouse, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but for real, folks, check this out if you're interested. So, this is gonna so what's up? It says here five book series. David, talk to me, man. All five books are out now, or is that the plan? I mean, what's going on here? That's just the beginning. So, scroll down. So, the first one is a novel, second one is an interlude. That's the one that dropped on Monday. Ooh, then we right got here. three, three. Just dropped on Monday, folks. You hear this? Hot off the presses, baby. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. Where so am the, I? the next three are coloring books, and they're animals of the realm and secret beasts of the realm. But oh, they're shit. all in the story. What? They're all in the story. So before I'm done with this, this is going to include graphic novels. I already have a tabletop role playing game, and it's going to be at least three more full-length novels. And the comic book is out. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see that, baby. Oh, yep. snap. Yep. Look Nephilim at that Warriors. gorgeous book. Holy yep. snap. I keep disappearing. Nephilim Warriors. They're right there. They're right there. Uh, move it there up just go. a tad. If you move it up to the camera. There we go. There we go. Yeah, baby. Yeah, so there Nephilim Wars is out. And so... For those that don't know what Nephilim are, Nephilim are human-angel hybrids. Nephilim are children that angels had with human women, and it came out with superpowers. So in the Bible, okay. when David fought Goliath, that's why Goliath was nine feet tall. He was a descendant of the Nephilim. So I keep telling people that superpowers are in the Bible, like the X-Men, like you just never have been told that. So yeah, that's brother, what, you, you're, yo, that's the first shit... Yo, bro, you read my mind literally because I'm like, okay, so that means that all of these mutants are, in in a sense, angelic. It just misunderstood because of their powers. <laughs> That's right, the hybrids. And so that oh, happened the first time in the days right before the floodwaters of Noah. My book is set at the end of the 30th century where they are trying to come back. And so, of course, there's a ragtag band against them and a whole bunch of uh, new things are happening but it traces back to what happens in the first novel it's all connected everything's connected right so so we're going to get at least uh three more full-length novels and one more interlude before i'm done well that is beautiful and look at these and, and how does it come up with the coloring books i'm digging that because i'm I, I have several coloring books myself and it is very calming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In researching that, I found out that adult coloring books are very, very relaxing. And a lot of adults kind of rediscovered them from childhood to help just take some of the stress out of their day. But also because the animals I came up with 
98% of them are not animals that we see on earth. So I wanted to give a visual, for example, I have something Are you something telling called, me that you have gone past the wall of Antarctica and seen the other world? That's right. I got something called an aquagore. <laughs> I got something called an aquagore. That's a gorilla that lives underwater. What? On the cover of the second one, I have flying whales. So they're all in the story, man. And see, there's a reason that Ooh. that very last one, book number five, that right there. There's a reason that those creatures only exist on the celestial plane, but we've never seen them on Earth. That's explained in the books, too. It's all connected. I'm telling you. <laughs> I am loving this universe, Dave, bro. Bro. And yep. all of this is available now on Amazon, right? Right, I, I right. Go ahead, look at this. And this will be right in my cart. Beautiful. And you got these as print, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. And what if I want an autograph one day? Are you going to be hanging out anywhere where I can kind of see you, meet you, and get an autograph, print copy, buy these, converse with you, buy the comics, buy the plushies, whatever else you got. If you have a, that's <laughs> if you have a plush. Come on, bro. My man be doing everything, son. I need to get the plushie going. Uh, I'm, setting <laughs> up, I'm setting up my comic-con schedule now where i'll be making personal appearances and i always tell my supporters definitely bring your books and i'll sign them because they're worth more when the author signs them. Yeah. so yeah so i will be making announcements i have a newsletter you can get on on my website if you want to keep up with all that but every time there's a new book drop and every time there's a new personal appearance i'll be making announcements so people know because i love to meet my fans man it's 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 i've just had great experiences just talking with people. And I love to talk with people from all walks of life. I love to talk to people from all different backgrounds um, because everybody's got a story. And one of the main motivating factors for me to write this series was I was looking for the things that we have in common. And one of the things we have in common is that we have all struggled with why is there evil in this world? Mm -hmm. We have all stood over the body of something dead and said, why? Why is that? Even if it was your dog. Yeah. And so one of the, the philosophical underpinnings is understanding where does evil come from? Uh, how do we get involved as humans and how do we deal with it? So I'm dealing with very, very deep philosophical and ideological issues in this series. And and, and, and people are digging it. Well, he's hitting those themes, folks. You see this? People are loving the series. Five-star reviews all over the place. There's more than that. But look at that. All on Amazon, people are digging it, folks. Here's what it is. David Taylor, the Taylorverse of Lucifer, <laughs> Soldiers, Serpents, and Sins. Five-book series. To read from coloring books and then more to come. I mean, what more can you ask for, guys? This is universe building at its core, at its best. So, Dave, bro, so outside of this universe, is there, you, you, are you plotting anything else? You know, any other type of spinoffs that are outside of this? Or, or, or are you even going to create an album where you're going to start singing, you know, being the next weekend? What's going on? 
Oh, I'm always plotting. Don't don't think I'm not plotting. <laughs> this is always going. But uh, I'm gonna make some special announcement a little bit later on. I'll tell you about that on the side. But hey, yes, beautiful. yes, I have a lot of stuff uh, that's coming out as well. And uh, you know, I'm also a prolific children's author. I got 16 children's books. I have 16? a yeah, I wow. have an alphabet series for beginning readers that uses a different theme to teach you your ABCs. Like one I have is uh, my alphabet is musical. So I use musical terms to teach ABCs. I have one, my alphabet is my pet. I use different pets. So I, okay. I have that whole series for beginning readers. I even have one called my alphabet is super. So I use one using superheroes and superpowers. Oh, cool. So yeah, man, so I, I'm, I always got something cooking. So that's why I tell my people, always stay tuned because I'm going to be dropping some stuff. You just got to hang with me. You see, funny, he's not, doesn't look like Professor X. He also thinks like Professor X. Where about? <laughs> always got something going on. All right, folks, this, this is all you got to do, folks. I've been showing it off, but the links are also below. This is how you support amazing independent creators. So you go visit David's website at davidtaylor2.net. Take a look, peruse. You know, I've been showing at Amazon. That link will also be shared below. And then on the socials, it's as simple as you follow him on Twitter at DT2ComicsChat. And let me tell you, one of the most fun Twitter threads ever asking some awesome comic book, unique questions, TV, movie. You know, some of them get spicy and some of them are hella fun. You know, but 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 nonetheless, they're all engaging and do make you think. He does a hell of a great job with that. And check him out also on Instagram at DT, the number two author on the Instagram. And bro, talk about that for a minute. That that, that little Twitter because I, I, more people need to follow you. Just like our big homie Chris Buse, that that, that be showing the old school. You come up with like challenging questions. <laughs> you know what inspired that, brother? Because it's definitely hella fun. That I try I try not to get caught up with it because some of them get a little spicy. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, not with intent. You're asking a question, but people seem to think it's spicy, and and, and your approach is. You're very straightforward. You're asking a question. People, you know, will uh, define how it makes them feel based on how they answer you. <laughs> they do. Well, Al, I have to tell you, um, uh, the reason Superman doesn't need to be black for me is because I had a father. My father is my hero. My father is the one that had the S on his chest. So you don't have to make Michael B. Jordan be Superman for me. I don't, you know, I had representation. It's called a dad. But anyway, my father is the one that taught me how to read before I even got to school. And he introduced me to comic books. Oh, man. And I fell in love at the age of four. And I've never come out and I haven't been four in a minute. And so <laughs> I recognize the power, the power of the superhero genre. It's not just the fantasy elements. It's making you question your philosophical beliefs, the choices that you make in your life, because we make the same choices just without the fantasy-based powers. Mm -hmm. We face the same type of moral dilemmas. And I don't understand people that belittle it because superheroes have proven to be a multi-billion dollar, billion with a B, 
franchise in terms of uh, feature film content yes. and animated yes. content. The impact of the story world, uh, I was just, I favorited a tweet the other day and uh, quote tweeted it about a young man that said he didn't have a dad, but he had Peter Parker. Mm. And he said, watching Peter Parker go through hardship and continue to make the right choice as best he could is what inspired him to be a good person. That's what I'm talking about. Comic books change lives for the better. You're right. You're so right. it's something I take very seriously because is, it has an impact in the world. Even though the stories and characters are fictional, the impact is real. It's and a mythology so, like any other. You know? That's right. That's right. And it's American mythology because, you know, we have Greek mythology. Every yeah. culture, especially ancient cultures that go back thousands of years, have explanations for why the world is the way it is. Some are monotheistic, some are polytheistic. They all have different things to explain weather, time, and He's a comic theistic. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. That's right. But for Americans, it's science fiction. It's superheroes. That's our folklore. Yeah. And it's powerful, and it changes people's lives. And this is something I said years ago before we entered into all the, the mess we're in now. The comic community has always been the most inclusive. Yes. Again. There is, there are no barriers to becoming a, a comic geek. It's not about age or gender or how you look. It's about your love for the characters and the story yes. world. That is okay. one of the most unique groups on earth. And I kept trying to say years ago, I'm like, don't let this get political. Don't let this get corrupted because no one is turning you away from C2E2. You come yep. in with your cosplay. You come in to take your panels. You and, come to buy your and merch. It's like that today, though. No one turns you away. All this stuff that you see on social, it's only on social, apparently. You know, cowards that would never, ever do this in your face. That's right. That's right. You know? That's right. So the, the community I'm... is powerful. It is beautiful. You know, it just ignore all that BS. <laughs> you so, know? That's why I always keep it real on my timeline. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm talking about real stuff here, and we're going to have a civil discussion. And civil, you come in yeah. all crazy and angry. Yeah, nope. You know, meet my friend Blocky. So no, I, my... I, I see. Sometimes you ask questions about female superheroes, and immediately they call you a misogynist. It, it, well, you know, maybe they're misogynist because why they got to call you a misogynist immediately just because you're asking a question? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Relax. Stop with the insults. Ask a, answer the question. Well, I don't care about stuff like that because if you're going to come to the table, you need to come armed with some knowledge. Yes, agree. Like, knowledge. I don't that go sit at tables about stuff I don't know nothing about. Like, I don't swim with dolphins. I don't know nothing about that. You know what I mean? So, so don't I can't ask me, swim, so don't even ask me about swimming. <laughs> so don't ask me to come. Come. I'm not saying that's a bad cause. I said that ain't my thing. So if you're going to come to the comic table, you need to know what you're talking about and it has been a lie from the jump, and I've called it out from the beginning that comic community people don't support strong women. You can go all uh, the way back. Lie, yeah. You can go back to uh, 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 the Bionic Woman. You can go back to Isis. You can go back to Linda Carter's Wonder Woman, uh, Zena and Gabrielle, uh, uh, Sarah Connor, oh yeah. Ripley, uh, uh, Trinity from The Matrix. I yep. mean, and and uh, uh, Zoe Watch all, all the final girls. <laughs> right, all the final girls. That's right. Uh, Zoe from Firefly. 
a River Tan. Uh, there had, and, and Uhura from Star Trek, uh, Nichelle Nichols became wow. a There's civil, so many names in this job, jeez. That's what I'm trying to tell you. N N Nichelle Nichols became a civil rights icon because Dr. King said, because she was going to quit. And Dr. King went to her personally and said, do not quit. You are such an inspiration to see an African-American on the bridge of a command ship in a position that's critical. You're not you know what what black women on the sideline yeah yo. Right, sideline or always prostitutes or whatever but yeah. she's like like no you've got a command position and dr king is the one that convinced her to stay and the the generations of people that said they were inspired by uhura for the same reason so that's what i mean when i say might be fictional in concept but it bleeds out here into the real world and so this argument that we've had a problem that you know you just don't like strong women is a lie from the jump and i've called it out from the <laughs> beginning and i will keep calling it out because it's not possibly true you know cara zoriel supergirl yes. mary marvel i yes. mean you know and lois lane lois <laughs> lane right lois lane in 1960 created susan storm we love the invisible woman yes we and do. now she's the most powerful woman on the team when sue storm first appeared she could only turn invisible then she learned to turn other things invisible then about six issues in, they gave her force fields. And those force fields have enabled her to become the most powerful member of the team. And everybody that loves the Fantastic Four loves Sue. So yeah. that whole thing has been wrong from the jump, and I'm not trying to hear it. So you're not coming on my timeline with your <laughs> ignorance. Your ignorance talking about we women haters, and no, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah. We never have been, so I... Mm -mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm with you a hundred, man. In, in the history of it, yeah, they need to stop. And it's true. Let, let's get good stuff, good story. Let's focus on that. You yes, know what right. I mean? It's always been inclusive, like he said. It has been. I'm not going to argue with none of that. It's true. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. And so, I'm good with it. I, I've never been bothered with it, and I continue to buy my comics the way that I buy them, and that's it. You know, that's it. It is what it is, let, well. You know, I don't let people come to me with those bad takes. When the Legion of Superheroes was uh, first introduced, Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, and Lightning Lad. All you know, there's always been women. Uh, yeah. Lois Lane was introduced in the very first issue of Superman. She's been there from the beginning. So yeah. that's what I mean when I say there's never been a time since these characters have been in print. And where Peter. I mean, he's a pimp. He's had multiple lead <laughs> women. You know what and I mean? They, and they when Mary, Black Hat. I mean, and they uh, all Silk, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, he a pimp, son. <laughs> Peter, Peter Parker for real. Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane, and Black Hat. That's that's and that's your top rotation. Yes, he know. So I mean, so yeah, so so like I said, that there's no time you can cover, and then also, most people don't know that there is a character introduced at the same time that uh, the Flash, Jay Garrick, and Hawkman was introduced, uh, the Green Turtle. Then there was the Whip, which was a Mexican character. There's always oh, been diversity. And uh, there's a what? lot of different stories behind them because uh, maybe they didn't take off as much. The, the creator of the Green Turtle was told by his editor and his boss, he looks too Asian. And oh, he, said, he said, like, no. We're not gonna make him not look Asian. We're gonna because they were arguing about the skin tone and all that. And oh then the, the whip was like a Zorro type character, kind of a pre, you know, prototype or or similar to Zorro type of thing. 
And then, you know, in terms of black superheroines, we had Black Butterfly, which is actual first black superheroine. Yes. And then, you know, and way before Storm, and then, you know, uh, just so many different people that have been there from the beginning. So uh, I'm not trying to hear. Wait, but doesn't Misty Knight predate Storm by a couple of months? Hold on. Let me as, the first, as the first black Marvel hero, but she didn't pop off like Storm did, I believe, right? I thought it was Misty. Uh, she came out in March of 1975, and Aurora Monroe Come on. came Stop. out in May of 1975. Hey, so they're just a couple of months apart. There you go. So now you see who the truth first is, <laughs> but the credit given because of the iconic team and the first uh African superhero was Lothar. And Lothar was introduced with Mandrake the Magician. Oh, shit. That's right. Wow. And Lothar was African, spoke multiple languages, had super strength and vulnerability and speed. So that whole idea, you know, you know, way before Black Panther, we're talking way back in the earliest days of comics. So that's what I mean when I say these people are coming on my timeline with, with uneducated takes. There has been <laughs> diversity. There has been, you know, there's Sheena. Uh, yes. uh, of the jungle. She was out in the 40s. Fantoma. Fantoma was this white woman that turned into Skeletor. Like when you put her powers on, she got a death <laughs> mask on. So I mean, so this whole idea that women are new or it's only happened since 2015, them is people that watch two Avengers movies. Now they think they know something. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. You know, you know, hey, listen, we appreciate that you love the movies, but remember mm -hmm. that they come from something. And, you know, maybe look into it a little bit further and see why people feel a type of way sometimes, you know, based on the original content. Well, most people don't know that Natasha Romanoff has a version of the super soldier serum, uh, serum in her. So that's why she ages so slowly. And that's why mm -hmm. she heals so fast, just like Captain America. A lot of people don't know that. So, So that's what I mean when I say... This kind of thing, you know, has been going on in terms of ethnic diversity, in terms of different characters. And I don't just mean the only two things America seems to care about, which is black and white. I mean, everybody from all <laughs> continents, from all backgrounds uh, have had these things. And they've been in mainstream comics. It's just that people didn't know about them. And then, you know, if you knew who the Green Hornet was, everybody loved Cato. Nobody yeah. that likes the Green Hornet didn't like Cato, that whole thing. So I'm saying, you know, everybody watched 4K, though, to be honest now. Exactly. Right. <laughs> on TV, that's right. And then one of the things in recent years has come back into play is the way they've kind of whitewashed Wanda Maximoff and Dick Grayson. And they get oh, them yeah. away from their Roma roots. And so, because that's a whole different kind of ethnic thing and a whole different kind of culture. And Benjamin Grimm, the thing is Jewish. Yes. So, I mean, so that's what I'm trying to tell you, man, is ignorant. You come on here trying to bring some takes, takes and you have no background on what you're talking about because we've always been diverse. And like I said, at the conventions, we're not telling people that we just come on in, enjoy these characters, enjoy yeah. the story world, enjoy the company. That's what I'm saying, uh, David. I, I've 
went to the house with my daughter. She's been alone. She's never had a bad experience. Mm -hmm. You know, people very engaging and welcoming. Oh, what you into? Oh, really? Check this out. Exactly. I mean, I don't understand. I, I really don't. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe there are some some people that may be dicks. I don't know, but but again, maybe everybody's just a little bit too sensitive in how people are approached. You know, uh, not it's, everybody's it's approachable. Only, it's only on social media. Yeah, I'm it's, telling you, it's it's manufactured. It's not real. That's the thing. It's just manufactured. So, and, but unfortunately, it causes so much division and hate. You know, and because people believe it without seeing it. So they need to chill, man. See it. See it first. Give me no bullshit. All right? Because I ain't, you know, for real, man. I, I think I have not had bad experiences, uh, you know, honestly. Maybe maybe I had one clash or two, you know. And it was just difference of opinion. That's all it was. But, you know, it was just handled. And that's that. You know, moved that's on. Right. That's right. And, and, and stay at peace and stay with the positivity. I, I don't know people move. Really simple to move on. It ain't that hard. But talking about though, you know what you got to move on to? Amazon right now, <laughs> <laughs> and you got to be buying these dope books. This, that's what you got to do. You got to go and visit the Amazon. Everything's available now. And look at these price points. Totally affordable. It's tax season. I know the tax check is coming to your crib right now. So listen, look look at this affordable entertainment to keep entertained for days, weeks even. And then this multiverse of his is just going to keep adding on and on and on. So expect more from the Taylorverse. Expect more from the Taylorverse. Get it going because you know what it is, all right? David, any last words before we go today? Uh, thank you for having me. I uh, definitely want people to follow me on my social media. Come uh, follow me on Twitter, DTT Comic Shack, because I'm on Twitter every day. Yes, and I love to are. interact with you, and I love to talk with you, and I love to talk comics with you anytime. Yeah, man. Check out the website, too, so you can check out everything that the home, big homie is doing, comic book-wise, music, everything. Because, again, yo, it's an interview music, too. Uh, those are things we haven't talked about, but, you know, we talked about it last time. But here's music, too, so check out the website. A lot of interesting things, man. My man here, like I say, is like the Professor X of, uh, of the pop culture world. <laughs> a lot of things going on in that <laughs> dome right there, son. Whereby, love it, love it. That's my big homie. Much respect to my fellow crusader folks. Show the love, please, and follow him. All the links are below. Show some love to my extended family over from the undercover caves outside the panels. No prize podcast, film crusade, K pop, cosmos, cinema crusaders, sloppy spoilers, and all that good stuff. You know what it is. I mean, hasta la próxima. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You know what it is. Later. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 